Welcome to the podcast Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk, formerly known as Understandable Solutions. I'm your host, Jeff Newkirk. Hey, in today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about serving others and how important it is to make sure that our focus is on helping other people and not about ourselves. So it's not about being served, but about serving. Now, before we get into that, I want to do just a quick rewind to our previous episode when we talked about goals and I described my theme. So every once in a while, I want to bring my theme back up uh, just to really remind myself of how important a theme is, what it means, and to remind you that you need to have your own theme for the year and what that theme is going to mean to you throughout the year and how it's going to help you achieve your goals for 2023. So my theme for 2023 is seek wisdom, serve others, achieve excellence, all with relentless effort and a positive mindset. That's a lot there. I think I can do it. Going to need some help though. I'm always receptive to assistance, but I am psyched for 2023 and I can't wait to get this year going. And serving others is important. It's an important part of my theme. And it's an important part of, should be for all of us. And certainly getting through 2023 and beyond. Now, I also want to talk about game changers. So who is my game changer for the week? Well, if you watched Monday Night Football this past week, you saw... A horrific event. Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills was hit in the chest and when he got up from the play took a couple steps and collapsed. He went into cardiac arrest during the game and if you saw it it was scary. So who are my game changers? Well in this situation there are many. First, the trainers and the medics that saved him. See, they had to perform CPR and they used an automated external defibrillator to resuscitate him. So, DeMar Hamlin was basically gone and they brought him back. True game changers. Other game changers in this event, the players who gathered on the field to pray who were so engrossed in DeMar Hamlin's well-being and how he was going to survive that play. They forgot about the game of football and focused on the life of, of a, another player. The coaches, the coaches who went to visit DeMar Hamlin in the hospital, they're game changers. The NFL and the NFL Players Association who decided to suspend the game. I think that was a great decision. They're game changers. They reminded us that life is way more important than a game. They're playing the game of football. But most of us love the game of football, but it's a game. Life is way more important than a game. 
How about the fans from Cincinnati who went to the hospital to pay respects to DeMar Hamlin? I think they're game changers. And even football fans beyond Cincinnati and Buffalo and non-football fans who stopped for a moment and just said a silent prayer for DeMar Hamlin's well-being and recovery. See, they're game changers too. We're talking about someone's life that was in jeopardy because he was playing a game. A game that certainly he gets paid well to play, but it's a game. And like I said, his life is much bigger than the game. So thanks to all those game changers out there who put football aside in an effort to show some compassion for a hurt player. We wish DeMar Hamlin a very speedy recovery. Now, who is your game changer for the week? Let me know who it was. Who, who, who do you think made a big difference in somebody's life last week? I want to know. I want to know who you think is a big game changer out there. Now, the other thing that we talked about last episode were the words try and hope. And I said, those are lazy words. Well, if you listen carefully, I said hope about 20 times. I caught myself a couple, but I said it a lot. And I thought to myself, wow, what in the world am I doing telling people not to say the words hope and try? And here I am using the word hope over and over and over. But what does that say? That says that I say that word way too often. Hope. We, yeah, we, we need to have that feeling of optimism that something's going to happen. But you can't just hope it to happen. You have to go out and make it happen. And sometimes saying, well, I'll try to do it, isn't the attitude that you need to have to really make it happen. Life is challenging. Life is full of bumps and bruises. And you've got to have the tenacity to get through. And it's going to take more than hope and more than try. Go out and make it happen with relentless effort and a positive mindset. Let's talk about serving others. How important is it to serve others? Can you imagine what our world would be like if everybody's sole purpose was to serve other people, wouldn't that be amazing? We wouldn't have so much selfishness. It would be selflessness. Pretty awesome thought, really. So how do we go about serving others? Because it's one thing to say it. And I've heard lots of people say it. Yeah, I serve. I help. I help other people. Okay, awesome. How? How do you do that? How do you do it in your personal life? How do you serve at work? How do you do it? Well, let's talk about personally, in your personal life. How can you serve other people in your personal life and really make a difference? Really make a difference in somebody else's life? Well, at home you can. You can do projects at home to help your own home be improved you know whether it's a project that you're you're completing a back porch for example or 
or fixing a gutter, whatever it is, you're adding value and helping that house, you know, be uh, improve, if you will. And in that, you're serving the other people that live in that house. You can cook dinner for others. This year at Thanksgiving, Diane was sick. My wife was sick. So what were we going to do? Who's going to cook the Thanksgiving dinner? Well, it turned out to be yours truly. And I'm happy to say that I didn't completely bomb it. I think it was pretty good. Kids said it was good. Maybe they were just being nice. I don't know. But I did my part, at least, to serve. Serve my family by cooking, cooking them a good Thanksgiving dinner when Diane couldn't. How about paying bills? That's part of serving. Being there for your kids. When you are so tired after a long, hard day at work and your kids say, hey, can you help me with my homework? Probably the last thing that you want to do, right? But you are a parent and you're there to serve. Serve your children. Help them with their homework. Help them get through whatever issue they're dealing with. Don't be an absent parent. Be there. Be, uh, be present. Present in their lives. And give them the example of service so they know what it's like. How about your neighbors? Serving your neighbors. When we lived in Illinois, we'd get plenty of snow. And our kids, Peyton, Emma, and Mary, would often shovel the walks and driveways of, of our neighbors, especially one elderly couple who were so awesome, Carl and Juanita. Man, what a great, great couple. They're in their 80s, and truth is, Carl would have been out shoveling. You know, he was extremely active, but Peyton, Emma, and Mary knew that the right thing to do was to reach out to them Carl and Juanita, and give them a hand. Serve them by shoveling their walks and driveway. How about volunteering? Do you volunteer in any organizations? When you volunteer, you're serving. You are serving by providing your time. Helping the organization, whether it's a nonprofit or um, some other organization in the community where you can provide assistance based on your skill set. And if you're doing it on a volunteer basis, you're doing it because you want to, because you care, and because you want to serve. Financially, you can, you can serve too. Do you donate? Do you donate money to charities, to your church? That's a good way to serve. Serving others is so important. And sometimes it's as simple as just making sure somebody else knows that they matter. Every morning when I stop in at our local convenience store, Circle K, and get my cup of coffee from the awesome program that they have, the Sip and Save, I know the name of the person behind the counter. I go in every day. And I 
say hello to Roxanne or Angela and I let them know, you know, hey, good to see you. Have a great day. Now, that might not mean anything to them. I don't know. But it seems like it does. And I know myself, when somebody says hello to me and calls me by my name, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel worthwhile. So when you stop into the convenience store often enough where you see the same person routinely, say hello to them. Ask them how their day is going. Ask them their name. That will make a huge, huge difference. You know, when we're out of town, we have awesome neighbors here that watch our house. They're serving. They're basically serving us by providing us with that um, comfort that we're, when we're gone, our house is cared for. That somebody's looking after it. So Jess and Dave, awesome neighbors, watch our house. And we're grateful for that. They're serving. What a great feeling to serve other people. What about at work? How do you serve others? How can you serve somebody else when you're in the workplace? Well, you can certainly help them when on a project or some task that you need to get done for work. You can always support them in their work, provide guidance, um, you know, some type of assistance if they're having some challenge. Help your colleagues. Help those that may be having a difficult time at work. Helping them to know that they're, you know, not there out there on an island on their own trying to trying to get things accomplished doing it with somebody's assistance, somebody's service, if you will. How about taking a shift for a friend? You know, taking a shift, both of my girls work, Emma and Mary, at college. And I think the last thing that they probably want to do is take on another shift for somebody else. They've got studies, they've, they've already worked themselves, but they know that they need to help other people. And in that capacity, they're serving. They're serving somebody else who maybe has a tough test the next day that needs to, that time to study. Maybe has a family issue that they need to take care of. So serving others in that capacity is meaningful. One of the greatest examples that I can remember of serving in the workplace occurred with my cousin, my late cousin, Craig. He was a farmer. He was a farmer in Iowa. And he passed away way too early from esophageal cancer. Well, in the late stages of his illness, harvest came. And if you know anything about har farming, harvest is pretty critical. You know, you're taking in the crop for the year and the better the crop, the more you get paid, and that's pretty critical to a farm to make, you know, make sure that it's sustainable. Well, when you're ill and you can't climb up into a combine, it's pretty hard to get that crop in. It's hard to harvest the crop. He had 
multiple neighbors come to his, I mean, I can't even really say this without getting a little emotional, but a lot of his neighbors, other farmers, showed up in combines and harvested his crop, Craig's crop, so he could get paid. They didn't get paid for what they were doing. It was volunteer. But that was incredible service. You know, during harvest, farmers work from before sunup to after sundown. It is a long day. And to think that they have to go out and harvest somebody else's crop, they're not even going to get paid for, pretty incredible. That is pretty incredible. That was the greatest display of service that I can really recall. So, serving others. You know, it's not hard. It's not hard to do when you put somebody else before yourself. Let me say that again. You are putting putting somebody else's best interest, somebody else's well-being before your own to make sure that they are cared for, that they're okay. Simon Sinek, who's a great, great thought leader in, in the world of leadership, uh, wrote the book, Leaders Eat Last. And in the book, what he says is that a strong and effective leader is there to make sure everybody else essentially can eat first, right? There, the leader is serving everybody else to make sure that they have what they need and that, that they can accomplish what they need to accomplish. And after that, after they've accomplished what they needed to, then the leader can step in. The leader can eat, essentially eat. In chapter 9, Simon Sinek discusses the courage to do the right thing. And he talks about an air traffic controller who stepped in, broke rules to do the right thing. What happened was there was a plane that was really in, in a dire strait. Engines were smoking. And... The plane was flying too close to another to another plane. And the air traffic controller knew that if the planes got any closer, that they were, he would be breaking rules. But there were also 150-some lives on board that they were their lives were in jeopardy. If he didn't break the rule and let the plane descend into the other plane's airspace, that plane might have not made it. And those 150 lives probably lost. So that air traffic controller had the courage to do the right thing, which in this case was breaking the rules to save the lives of 150 some people. And in that capacity, he completely served others. He totally put other people before his own well-being to make sure that they would be okay. That is pretty amazing. So serve others. Folks, this world would be so, so much better if we served other people instead of expecting to be served. I'm going to leave you with a quote from the late Martin Luther King who said, Life's most persistent 
and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? I think that says it all. I so appreciate you tuning in to Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk. I love the direction this podcast is going. I've got some great guests lined up for future episodes. I think we're going to have a lot of fun and a lot of inspiration to be had. Today was a great day. No hope in there. It was a great day. And tomorrow will be even better. Peace, everyone.